Hello everyone. Welcome to today's episode on Raza with Grace of Her. The episode for today centers around world news in relation to abuse. When I research news stories for inclusion in the world news series of Raza's podcasts, there is always one, often more than just one, that is worse than the previous worst story. There seems to be no lower level to the depths that elements of humanity are prepared to plummet to. No end to the, to the dregs and sediments that constitute a finality where a line can be drawn under the acts of malevolence and depravity. Whilst not all men are abusive, what do all these appalling reports have in common is that in the vast majority of cases, the physical abuse, often fatal, is perpetrated by men against women. It is also the case that both men and women are abusive towards children, in most cases their own. Physical violence perpetrated by women who target men is not uncommon, but women and children account for a far greater number of victims at the hands of men, and this is a pattern replicated in all societies around the world. As reported by Olive Enokido Lineham for Sky News, a woman is trapped in an abusive relationship due to high energy prices and high cost of living. Emma has been planning to escape from her emotionally abusive husband, but with the grim focus in energy prices, the temptation to stay is growing. But with the prediction of energy bills expected to rise over £4,200 by January. She told Sky News that she feels trapped and doesn't feel like she can escape from an emotionally abusive relationship. She's in her 50s and lives with her husband in the south of England. She recounted how her husband frequently screams at her and refuses to talk to her for weeks. Her children begged her to leave. She was about to take the brave step to leave her emotionally abusive marriage. But knowing that she might not be able to cope financially, she says she's not sure if she will survive. The impact of her relationship began to affect her work. Her employers offered to pay few private therapy sessions, which she then continued and paid for herself. Emma and her therapist kept track of all the places she could go to to encourage her to leave and she began to secretly stockpile small amounts of money. But she was stuck because her husband controls all the money. She didn't know the full cost of what her household was paying. On a 21000 salary, Emma has spoken to banks about mortgages applied for 14 different jobs over the past year and searched daily for an escape route. The significant rise in the cost of living is making people like Emma feel they cannot afford to live an abusive relationship. She believes the government is not listening to people facing domestic abuse. Hence, she feels people like her have no option but to stay. Domestic abuse charity Refuge is warning that the cost of living is intensifying economic abuse and increasing barriers for survivors trying to leave a perpetrator. It is therefore urging the government to take immediate action to reform the benefit system and to ensure that survivors of domestic abuse are exempt from the benefit cap. If you need to contact the Refuge National Domestic Abuse Helpline, 
dial 0808-2000-247. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for free confidential specialist support. The News International, India. Bilkas Bano, a Muslim woman who was gang raped by 11 men during the 2002 anti-Muslim riots in the state of Gujarat, saw 14 of her family members murdered by a Hindu mob. Her rapist went scot-free on India's Independence Day, as reported by the local media. The 11 convicted men who were serving life sentences for their crimes, were welcomed with respect. Banner, who was pregnant with a second child when she was sexually assaulted, said that the men's release was unjust in a statement. She feels numb and she questioned the justice system, saying she trusted the highest court of India. She has appealed to the Gujarat government to undo the hair. She said, no one asked me about my safety and well-being before taking such an unjust decision. Many have criticized BJP government, which is in part in Gujarat and nationally as well, as reported by the BBC. Several people have pointed out that rape and murder convicts cannot be given remission and that their sentences have to be served until death. The release of these men have been extremely traumatizing for Banu and her family, as the attack on her was one of the most horrifying ones during the 2002 riot. She said the Hindu group attacked her family with swords and sticks. Unfortunately, the attackers were her own neighbors she had seen growing up. They were quick to attack the woman and tear off her clothes. Banu's cousin, who delivered a baby on the run, was also raped, and a newborn baby was murdered. Banner survived because the attackers thought she was dead as she lost consciousness. She fought for justice for a very long time when the authorities were not on her side. Eventually, in 2004, the first arrests in the case were made. Her husband told Ines local media outlet that his wife had been appalled since the news of the release. He said that the battle they fought for years had been wasted. As reported by Samuel Osborne for Sky News, a 23-year-old was charged with the adoption and sexual assault of a 60-year-old girl in Greater Manchester, UK. He was charged with two counts of sexual assault by a penetration and one count of adoption. Thankfully, the victim has been safely reunited with her family a short time later. She's been given the necessary support at such a distressing time. The man would appear at the magistrate's court on the 1st of September. Lewis Jones from Liverpool would appear at Manchester Salford Magistrate Court on the 1st of September. The Sun, reported by Will Stewart, on the 29th of August 2022. Komariski is charged with violation and attempted murder of a seven-year-old girl. He is also accused of throwing her from a window, intending to kill her. Veronica Komchonk was detained by police after she allegedly kidnapped her child from a playground. Veronica, aged 28, was also detained for kidnapping the seven-year-old so her boyfriend could violate the child. This happened in Kurlisk 
in the remote Russian Kuril Island, north of Japan. One-year-old was transported to hospital in a grave condition following the horrific ordeal. It's really hard to find words for what happened, said a report by Komsolmolskaya Pravda newspaper. It was claimed Veronica lured the child under false pretenses to the flat where the brutal attack took place. This particular incident has horrified locals in Kurorsk, a town of 1,000 people where everyone knows each other, said the report. If you've been affected by this news, either from your GP or a therapist or a trained health specialist, we live in perilous and dangerous times. Parents should always look after their children, regardless of where they are. Make sure you're always on the lookout for your children. Make sure they're protected. Make sure they're cared for. Make sure that children are not neglected, especially in public places. Thomas Nutt, a 46-year-old man who was convicted in August by Bradford Crown Court in the UK, killed his wife on their wedding night and stuffed her body into a suitcase. He's been jailed for 21 years. He dumped her body in the bushes behind their home in Lightcliffe, near Halifax, West Yorkshire. He desecrated her body by breaking bones to make her fit into the suitcase. He lied to her family, blaming her disappearance on mental health issues and sent them false text messages supposedly from her. Sentencing Judge Rose told not, Don Walker died because you are a bully. You're used to getting your own way with women, used to controlling and manipulating and using your considerable size advantage to inflict violence on women if you've considered it necessary to do so. The police and the prosecution rejected Nutt's admission of manslaughter and always believed murder was the offence he should rightly stand trial for. Victims of domestic abuse or coercive controlling behaviour were asked to come forward to report it to specialist safeguarding officers who would then provide the necessary support. His late wife's family were happy that Nutt was sentenced to 21 years in prison. They said he will not be able to harm another woman again. A teenager named Lily Sullivan was strangled to death, as reported by Maya Oppenheim for the independent newspapers. A man strangled a teenage girl to death before discarding her body in a pond after she rejected his sexual advances, a judge had ruled. Swansea Crown Court heard how Lewis Hines, 31, went on to murder Lily Sullivan, who was just 18, after meeting her in a nightclub in Pembroke, in West Wales, in December. Hines, a father of one, had confessed to murdering Miss Sullivan, but denied sexual misconduct. But after a trial of facts, Judge Paul Thomas, QC, concluded Hines had killed the teenager after she rebuffed his sexual advances. It is clear that Louis Hines wanted to ensure that Lily died. His intention was to silence her, the judge said. Before she died, Lily's mother called her to pick her up from the club. She told her mother what was happening and made it clear from the phone call, if nothing else, that she did not want the intimacy between her and Louis Hines to go as far as sexual intercourse. Fueled as he was by drink, 
Louis Hines was frustrated by this because he had expectations and hoped that it would go further. Hines claimed Miss Sullivan threatened to accuse him of rape and he did not want his partner and family to learn what had happened. He pushed Miss Sullivan into the water. He claimed he tried to pull Miss Sullivan out of the water, but the judge rejected the saying he had made no attempt to save her. The court heard how Anna Sullivan, who is the mother of Lily Sullivan, tried talking to her daughter on the phone as the attack started, but the phone line cut out, with her mother attempting to call her daughter 30 times, but to no avail. The trial continues. As reported by The Sun, a wealthy heiress accused of having sex with a teenage boy was alleged to have slept with a 14-year-old at least four times in a day. Police now claim she told him to stay quiet about what happened in a phone call they wiretapped. Savannah Daisley, a 45-year-old heiress based in Australia, she had been behind bars in the notorious Silverwood Women's Correctional Centre, home to some of Australia's most infamous female offenders. Daisley has been charged with four counts of aggravated sexual intercourse with a child. Police allege the successful entrepreneur engaged in unlawful sexual intercourse with a boy on four occasions in a single day during May 2021. Investigators have revealed they will rely on legal phone taps, which allegedly heard Daisley admitting to some of the offences. He allegedly told the boy to stay quiet about the alleged intercourse, which he claimed was a one-off during one tapped call. Daisley had begged to be released from jail because her company is losing money. She claimed her mental health is suffering in her grimy cell and her successful detox business is losing millions of dollars while she remains locked up. Weight loss guru and daughter of famous horse breeder Ross Daisley was allegedly highly intoxicated at the time of the offences. She had indicated she intends to plead not guilty to all four charges and strongly denies the charges against her. Daisley admitted the offences in a wiretapped phone call. The trial continues. Independent newspapers reported by Andrea Blanco, Saturday 27th of August 2022. Anders Odegaard was charged with second-degree murder and the killing of his ex-wife and mother of his five children. The lawyer was accused of beating his wife to death as she clung to infant son and two other children watched. Minnesota mother of five was allegedly beaten to death while she held their three-year-old child in her arms during a custody exchange. 31-year-old Anders Odegaard had been charged with second-degree murder. Authorities in Warren responded to Mr. Odegaard's residence around 5 p.m. on Tuesday after his nine-year-old son alerted a motorist of the attack. Miss Odegaard had arrived at the home to pick up her five children and take them to church, the Daily Mail reported. Mr. Odegaard refused to let the children leave and began to beat his ex-wife until she lost consciousness. The two oldest Odegaard children witnessed the attack while their mother held their little brother in her arms. The authorities arrived at the scene and found Mr. Odegaard covered in blood and only wearing underwear. 
Miss Odegaard was found severely injured. She was transported to Stamford Hospital in Fargo, North Dakota, where she later died. The couple had filed for divorce in 2021, citing irretrievable breakdown after 10 years of marriage. Mr. Odegaard was arrested and his bond was set at 2.5 million, Fox News reported. When the police arrived, the oldest children told the police that their dad, Mr. Odegaard, a lawyer, had struck their mum with a sharp weapon on top of her head. Mr. Odegaard allegedly told the police he didn't feel right. Mr. Odegaard worked briefly as the Mercer County State's attorney in North Dakota in 2021. He continued working until he relocated to Minnesota. According to a friend, Ms. Odegaard had decided to file for divorce in 2020, citing emotional abuse. Ms. Odegaard, who ran a photography business, was remembered fondly by family and members of the community who described her as a devoted mother. The family has created a GoFundMe to cover burial costs. More than $33,000 has been raised. Her ex-husband is still in custody. The case continues. Evening Standard, as reported by Richard Beaufort, Wednesday, 31st of August, 2022. During the Notting Hill Carnival, a man was charged after two female police officers were sexually assaulted. A female detective was grabbed around the neck and kissed on the face without her consent, a spokesperson for the force said. The second female officer was assaulted after being surrounded by a group of men who danced and grinded against her. Other officers came to her assistance, but it was not possible to detain the group at the time, a spokesperson said. Both officers are being supported. Neither officer was physically injured. Total, 74 officers were injured across a two-day carnival. Florine Matei, 46, from Islington, was later charged with sexual assault in relation to the first incident and is due to appear at Westminster Magistrate Court on Monday, September the 19th. Detectives are also continuing to investigate the murder of Takayu Nemhard at the event. As reported by Felix Allen for The Sun, an Italian footballer, Giovanni Padovani, 27, allegedly left his team on the eve of a cop tie and flew to Bologna to lie in wait for Alessandra Matuzzi, 56, his ex-partner. He beat his ex-partner to death with a hammer as a horrified sister heard blood-curdling screams down the phone. The late Alessandra had reported Giovanni to the police for stalking her, it was alleged. Giovanni Pandovani ambushed Alessandra when she arrived home in the lobby of her apartment building, police said. Alessandra was on the phone to her sister Stefania when she heard her scream as she was being attacked. Stefania said she called the Carabinieri, who arrived straight away. I live 30 kilometers away, she said. In the end, he beat her to death. Alessandra and her younger lover had been a couple for around a year, according to reports in Italy. 
However, they spent most of their time apart as she lived in Bologna and he played in Sicily. In January this year, there was a bus stop at her home when he smashed dishes and a light, her sister claimed. After the split, he allegedly bombarded her with messages and calls at all hours and she reported him for stalking, it is alleged. On previous occasions, he sabotaged her car, disconnected her meter from the outside and tried to climb onto her balcony, residents said. One neighbor told local media she was very afraid of him because he had become persistent and she didn't want to let him in the house. Another neighbor said Alessandra had asked her not to open the door if Padovani rang the buzzer to get into the building. This particular case has sparked outrage in Italy. Hamid claims the justice system fails to protect women from abusers. The Justice Minister, the Justice Minister, Marta Catabia, sent inspectors to review the actions of Bologna. Sent inspectors to review the actions of Bologna cops following Alessandra's complaint. Bologna Chief Prosecutor Giuseppe Amato denied accusations of judicial negligence in the case, reported news agency ANSA. He said a probe was immediately launched after the complaint was registered on August the 1st, but the investigation could not conclude until next week because witnesses were on holiday. He stated, we did what we could, adding that the stalking report did not highlight situations of a concrete risk of violence. It was just a typical conduct of bothersome stalking. Badovani, a model and former youth player at Napoli, has played as a journeyman centre-back for 10 clubs in Italy's Serie C and Serie D leagues. Earlier in the month of August, he was signed by a club based in Sicily. Last weekend, it was claimed he was absent from opening clash of the Italian Cup against local rivals Catania. I told the football club lawyer, Salvatore Piorello, that he had personal problems and he was leaving the training on Saturday. He phoned asking to rejoin the team on Monday but was told to stay away, reported Corre della Serra. He then flew to Bologna in northern Italy where he allegedly ambushed his ex on Tuesday. Alessandra was still conscious when medics arrived but died in hospital of massive head injuries. Madovani has been arrested on suspicion of aggravated murder and is being held in custody. The Mirror, as reported by David Clark on September 3rd, 2022. A woman was thrown to her death from a moving train after Sandeep Kumar, a drug addict who was drunk at the time, committed the dastardly act in northern India near Tohana Station. The said 30-year-old lady was traveling with her nine-year-old son from Lakhan, Mashra, to Tohana after visiting her parents when she was approached by Sandeep who tried to assault her. She fought back and was pushed to her death by him. He fled the scene immediately but was arrested by the police in fate headbutt, as explained by the superintendent as for Modi and charged with murder and assault. The deceased son was found crying alone on the train. He later narrated what happened to his father, who was waiting at the Tohana station in the state of Haryana, 
our condolences to the family. It is an unavoidable fact of life that atrocities in general and towards women and children in particular are not going to end anytime soon. The emotion this elicits from those who are exposed to news of barely comprehensible horror is obviously anger and disgust, but also a weary sadness that elements of humanity are capable of performing such acts of cruelty to others. It could be said that exposure to the horrors conjured by the human mind makes one appreciate all that is positive in people. That is, we need dirt in our lives in order to recognize goodness and acknowledge the value of virtue. The strength to continue comes from the realization that both good and evil walk beside us. If you've been affected or traumatized by this news, seek for help. Speak to a specialist professional, your GP or counsellor. What are your thoughts? If you are in any danger of domestic violence, always dial 999 or familiarise rise yourself with a silent solution, reporting abuse without speaking the phone. You can instead dial 55. If you're a victim of domestic abuse, the support line is open Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays from 6pm to 8pm on 01708-765-200. Message info at supportline.org.uk Women's Aid provides a live chat service available weekdays from 8am to 6pm and weekends 10am to 6pm. You can also call the free phone 24-hour National Domestic Abuse Helpline on 0808-2247. If you've got more questions, kindly send an email to riseNumberOfShadowsOfAbuse at gmail.com and the subject title, Questions. Take care of yourself, be positive, and stay healthy. It's been Grace Opa for Raza, rising above shadows of abuse. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, kindly subscribe, comment, leave a review, and see you on our next episode. If you've got any questions or inquiries, you can get in touch rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com or our social media platforms rising above shadows of abuse at TikTok rising above shadows of abuse, Twitter rising above abuse, YouTube rising above shadows of abuse.